Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jesus is a heartbeat, the blood inside of my veins, the life inside of my
Hello, everyone. This is Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio, K-E-I-S-O.com. And the program today is Hidden Keys, Spirit, Soul, and Body Series. And we thank God for today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we have a, a, a sort of a continuation of last week's topic, but it is Understanding Grace, Gift of Christ. Amen. And uh, I hope you are able to go through last week's teachings, and I hope that has blessed you. We are going to go right in. We have a lot to cover today. So let's ask the Spirit of God to teach us, and let's open our heart, and let's be willing. Father, we just thank you today, and we thank you for all you've done over the week and you have kept us today we bless you father we give you glory and even as we are here we are sitting at your feet teach us and uh, give us all that we need in the name of jesus hallelujah mm-hmm. so today is it's like harnessing all what we have been uh, uh, been taught over the past three or four weeks, uh, kind of summarize them in uh, explaining the various types of gifts that we have. Uh, we might have to go into details today, and then uh, um, we have a lot to cover, a lot, a lot. So let's be, uh, uh, be attentive and let's go in right now. Hallelujah. So the verse, the, the, the scriptures I'm going to use today is uh, um, Ephesians chapter 4. Remember, we used this last week. And uh, Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11 to 16. The book of Romans chapter 12, verse 3 to 21. Then the book of First Corinthians chapter 12. From verse number 12 to 31. Hallelujah. That is awesome. 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 So we are. And. uh, Like I said. Or like I have always been saying. We we have uh, uh, we 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 have all these gifts in the body of Christ in the, as a church, and no matter what gift the person may have, you see, the Holy Spirit decides which gift is to have. So we are responsible to use and sharpen our gift. And uh, and uh, we also need to note that uh, uh, that spiritual gift, sometimes we create differences. Oh, okay, let me take it again. Note that discussions about spiritual gifts usually create 
difficulties when two center points are overlooked. For example, properly used spiritual gifts are not self-seeking, but serve the whole body of Christ. Okay, number two, each gift becomes practically useless when used without love. Okay? We can see that in First Corinthians chapter 13, when you read through the whole chapter. Now, as you seek to identify and utilize the gift God has given you, make loving gift. I mean, make loving God and loving fellow Christians your highest motives. That is, loving God and loving your brother and your sister, the highest motives. That is the guiding principle behind your gift. And then we have seen how Paul compares the body of Christ to the human body. So each part has a specific function and necessary to the body as a whole. The parts are different for a purpose and in their differences they must work together. Interested in the unity of the faith, where we can work together. Together, Christians must avoid two common errors: being too proud of their abilities, and number two, thinking they have nothing to give to the body of believers. Instead. Of comparing ourselves to one another, we should use our different gifts together to spread the good news of service. And all these gifts that we have, have to uh, harness them and work together as one to spread the good news of salvation. Okay? Mm. Right, right, right. Now I'm going to now let's go to the gift of administration. Okay? The gift of what? Administration. Now we can see this in first uh, Corinthians chapter one. I mean first Corinthians chapter twelve. Mm-hmm. When you read from uh, uh let's say from seven but the gift of administration is actually in verse, 20, in verse number 28. Okay? Verse number 28. Let me read it quickly. Uh, uh, let's start from 7. It said, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, uh, then workers of miracles and uh, also those having gift of healings, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, okay, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues, 
Okay. And uh, verse number nine, he said, uh, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gift of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but eagerly desire the, the greater gift. Okay. Now, the gift of what administ- administration? The Greek word for spiritual gift of administration is kubanesis. This is a unique term that refers to shipmaster or captain. You know, to captain. Then the literal meaning is to steer or to rule or to govern. It carries the the idea of someone who guides and directs a group of people towards a goal or destination. We see variation of this word in verses like uh, when you go to the book of Acts chapter 27 verse 11 and also Revelation chapter 18 verse 17. Now with this gift, the Holy Spirit will go us to organize to be able to direct, guide, implement plans to lead others in various ministries of the church. The gift is closely related to the gift of leadership, but it's more goal or task oriented, and it's also more concerned with details and organization. Haven't you seen some of these guys uh, in wherever you be? Uh, you will look at the whole situation, it looks very tedious, but you find this guy who is so gifted, who is so figure out how everything will be done. And when you actually listen to him and allow him to take control, you will see everything will be done in so much easiness. So these are the guys that have been gifted with administrative uh, uh, task and they do it very well hallelujah so may the lord equip us with that gift of administration today in the name of jesus <clears throat> now the second one is apostle apostle okay so the gift of uh, apostle when the uh, the uh, <clears throat> the gift of apostle it it means uh an airboys or ambassadors in its three sense it refers to those who saw Christ in resurrected form the um they perform miracles and were specially chosen by Christ to tell others about him from their eyewitness accounts. As such, there are no apostles today. Okay? That is one uh that is one definition. Okay. Okay, that is one definition. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Now there is another definition which also we can also take. The 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 in a general sense refers to missionaries. They refers to who missionaries, and you can see that in uh, when you go to uh, uh, the the first Corinthians chapter fifteen verse seven, and Romans chapter uh, sixteen verse seven, and second uh, Corinthians chapter eleven verse five, and uh, so on and so forth. Okay, now on other other definition, you we may also ascribed to this is that uh, it's limited to a small group of uh, of uh, eye with, uh, of witness uh, of of the group who witnessed the resurre- resurrected Christ and were given a special uh, mission by him as his representative okay as his representative Okay, so now let me go more in detail. Now, the spiritual gift of apostleship is sometimes confused with the office of apostle. Now, the office of apostle was held by a limited number of men chosen by Christ, including the 12 disciples and Paul. Now, we, we see that in Romans chapter 1, verse 1, and uh, Mark chapter 13, from verse 13 to 19. Okay. Now the requirement for the office of apostles includes in being a faithful eyewitness of Jesus Christ. I've mentioned it and its resurrection. Okay. And being called by Jesus himself. Okay. Now the apostles were given authority by Jesus to do many different things establish the church including writing scripture and performing miracles now you can see scripture from the, uh, uh, the book of John chapter 14 verse 26 second Peter chapter 3 from verse 15 to 16 and uh, uh, second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 12 okay so there are no more uh, that there are no more that hold the office of apostle today. But the gift of apostleship continues in a different sense. You see, Jesus gave apostles, prophets, uh, evangelists, uh, shepherds, and teachers as at his ascension. So we know we find, we, we talked about this in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, 7 to 12. And this represents a distinct categories of apostles. They do not have the authority to write scripture as the original apostles did. They also have a different purpose in the sense of establishing the church. Okay? <clears throat> now, the mission for those with the gift of apostleship today is to, point, is to plant new ministries and churches and go into places where the gospel is not preached. Uh, uh, reach across different cultures to establish churches in challenging environment, raise up and develop leaders 
call out and leave pastors and shepherds and much more and more and more. Okay? They often they often have many different gifts that allow them to fulfill their ministry. They are uh, leaders of leaders and ministers of ministers. They are typically uh, people who take risks and perform difficult tasks. Missionaries, church planters, uh, certain Christian scholars and uh, institutional leaders and those leading multiple ministries or church often have the gift of apostleship. Okay? Now, the gift of discernment. Now, the spiritual gift of discernment is also known as the gift of discernment of spirit or distinguishing between spirit. Now, the Greek word for the gift of discernment is diacrisis. The word describes being able to distinguish the sin, judge, or appraise a person, a statement, situation, or environment. In the New Testament, it describes the ability to distinguish between spirits, as we we find in Second uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, verse ten. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse ten. So, uh, let me read it quickly. Um, let me read from verse seven. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge, then through the same Spirit. Now verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the same Spirit. Now verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of Spirit. Okay? Then to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, and so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. So the uh, the the Holy Spirit gives this gift of discernment to us to clearly recognize uh, that is for us to be able to clearly recognize and distinguish between the influence of God and Satan. The world and the flesh in a given situation. So you'll be able to see counterfeit uh, uh, things, uh, counterfeit gifts. You know, we are, we, we are talking about this gift. You know, Satan also has its own, its own counterfeit. You know, whatever is good, Satan always likes to make its own duplicate. Okay? Uh, we are going to talk about tongues. You will see um, this gift of discernment. You will be able to know if this gift is of tongue speaking, or this person is real or it's a fake one. So, yeah, counterfeit uh, uh, from Satan. Uh, and uh, we need to be able to clearly be able to uh, distinguish all this. Okay? So, the church needs 
those with this gift to warn believers in times of danger or keep them from being led astray by false teaching. Okay? So there are also false teachers and there are also false prophets. Uh, it's not that they it's not that they intentionally want to be um they want to be false. It's just that the medium from which they are speaking from is is lies. Lies from the devil is author of lies. So speaking from God is from lies. Okay. So need to be able to discern all this. Evangelism gift. All Christians are called to evangelize and reach out to the lost when the gospel uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, when the gospel, the good news were given to us but from giving the extra measure of faith and effectiveness in this area. You know, they, 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 they go out there and launch out in an effective manner to be able to reach out to people. Now, the spiritual gift of evangelism is found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, from verse 11 to 12. Okay? When Paul says that uh, Jesus gave the apostles, uh, let's, let's go there quickly. Ephesians, chapter 4. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 uh, from verse 11 to 12. Okay, I read. He said, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and uh, teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, we all come to the unity of the faith and so on and so forth. <laughs> it will not end until you reach uh, until you reach verse uh, uh, 16. It will just keep going. Okay? So you can see that uh, the, 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 that the spiritual gift of uh, uh, that uh, the, the Greek word for evangelism it means that we we bring good news. Okay, the 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 word is only found uh, in two other places in the New Testament. That is uh, the book of Acts, chapter twenty-one, verse eight, and Second Corinthians. I mean, Second Timothy, from verse four to to. Uh, let's see if if we can quickly go there. Okay. The book of Second Timothy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Second Timothy verse four. I mean chapter four, verse five. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read now. Uh I I'm reading from verse verse four now. And they will turn their eyes their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to feebles, but you be watchful in all things and your affliction. Do the work of evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. You can see that we have a role for 
uh, as, as a Christian to be an evangelist. Okay, and the other one is found in the book of Acts, chapter 21, verse 8. Okay, so try to read that. Now, evangelists are given the unique ability by the Holy Spirit to clearly and effectively communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. They are burdened in their heart for loss, that is, the souls that are lost, and they will go out of their way to share the truth with them. So that they can bring them back to Jesus Christ. Evangelists are able to overcome the normal fear of rejection. You know, there are many of us, we are ashamed and afraid to, to talk even about who we believe in. It's like uh, we don't know our, our Lord. So we are ashamed. They will laugh after us when we say, can I talk to you? And we are afraid. See? So these guys, they are able to overcome this normal rejection uh, tactics that the enemy use on us and engage non-believers in a meaningful conversation about Jesus Christ. We are able to win them to Jesus Christ. You see, their gift allows them to communicate effectively with all ties of people from different cultures, different background, different environment, and therefore they receive a greater response to the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. They continually speak out relationships with those who don't know Jesus and are open to the leading of the Holy Spirit to approach different people. They love giving free treasures away for Jesus. And it brings them great joy knowing that the feet that brings good news are beautiful to those who believe. You know, you can find this in uh, uh, the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 52, verse 7, and uh, uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 28, from verse 18 to 20. Okay? So, a lot of reading here today. Now, let's go to the exhortation gift. This one, I love this. Okay? So, the spiritual gift of exhortation is something called the gift of encouragement. So important to a grieving brother or a brother or sister in a situation that needs comfort. Now, the Greek word for this gift is parakilo. It means to beseech, to exhort, to call upon, to encourage, and to strengthen. The primary means of exhortation is to remind the hearer of the powerful and amazing work of God in Christ particularly in regard to the saving works of Jesus Christ. In what he did on the cross for everyone in the world. Now we see Paul commanding uh, Titus to use this gift. We'll go to Titus chapter 1 verse 9. Okay? 
Titus chapter one verse nine, you you will see <clears throat> you will see that uh, he he use it for. Uh, let me quickly go to Titus. Um, chapter 1 verse 9 and uh, I'm going to read from uh, King James now it's holding fast the faithful word as he had been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayer you see so to exhort you see that is uh, parakaleo means to call near to invite, to invoke, to uh, 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 console, okay, to comfort, and uh, pray, consolation, by imploration or consolation, okay. Go uh, go ahead, And uh, uh, also, you can also find this in uh, when you go to the book of Timothy, chapter two. So, excuse me, Second Timothy, chapter four, verse two. Okay. Now, the Spirit of God gives this gift, that is, this gift of exhortation to the body of Christ to be able to strengthen and encourage our brothers and sisters who are with. Uh, wavering in their faith you know that is another kind of people we need to encourage people today they are like so discouraged see like i i talked about last uh, last week many of our uh, uh, people are in the verge of renouncing their faith so they require people people like uh, who are this gift to be able to come and encourage them Encourage us, people like uh, Barnabas, now to go and meet them and be able to uh, encourage them so that they be strong and be of good courage. Okay. Now, those with this gift of exhortation can uplift and motivate others as well as challenge and rebuke them in order to foster spiritual growth and action in their lives. Now, the goal of the encourager is to see everyone in the church continually building up the body of Christ and glorifying God. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. We we need to be able to uh, see that we are now built up. You see? So, uh, you see somebody will be able to descend and say, oh, no, yeah, this guy, let me encourage him today. The Spirit of God is telling you that this guy we need to talk to him. We need to see that and see how he's doing. Okay? Very, very important to our brothers and sisters. And I and I just want to use this opportunity to let our brothers and sisters know that based on this, <clears throat> I just want to encourage you that uh, the Lord is good all the time. So we might find situation that is very, very dark because the devil is dark. But we know that that situation, God will help us to use it to make it a testimony. So it will also pass away. It it comes, it will also pass by. 
because we are not alone. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are being walked on by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God leads you, He, he walks with you, He talks with you, and He tells you that you are His child. So when situation comes, He is there. It might look impossible, but God said every impossible situation is possible to him. So I just want to encourage you today that everything that we are going through, he knows. He knows everything that we are going through. So we need to be strengthened, we need to be strong, and we need to be able to stand firm and fight it. We are not to give up. Hallelujah. So we will not give up in the name of Jesus. You will not give up, my dear brother, my dear sister, in the name of Jesus. Be strong and be of good courage. Hallelujah. Now, the gift of faith. Now, the spiritual gift of faith is not to be confused with saving faith. Now, all Christians, that is you, you and every other person, including me, have been given saving faith. So we see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Let's quickly go there. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. Okay? Okay. I read. It says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that none of yourself. It is the gift of one God. Okay? So in other words, grace is also a, a gift. And salvation is also a gift. Okay? So, uh, verse 9 says, not, not, by, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had, had uh, before ordained that we should walk in them. Okay? So we see that. Now, now, not every one of us receives this special gift of faith. Okay? The word word for faith in the New Testament is uh, pistis. It's, It's a word that is to persuade is persuasion, credence, uh, uh, assurance, uh, belief, uh, reliance, you know, truth, and so on and so forth. It carries the, the notion of confidence, certainty, trust, and assurance in the object of faith. Now, the gift of faith is rooted in one's saving faith in Christ and the trust that comes through a close relationship with the Savior. Those with this gift have a trust and confidence in God. 
that allows them to live boldly for him and manifest that faith in mighty ways. In the Bible, the gift of faith is often accompanied by great works of faith. Now, when we go to the uh, uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 10, we see this gift in action when Peter sees a lame man at a beautiful gate and calls on him to stand up and walk in the name of Jesus. You know, when he was there, he said, Silver and gold I have known. Such I have, uh, such I, I have, rise up and walk. And he grabbed the guy and he got up from where he was sitting. Now, uh, chapter 3. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the night hour. Okay? And a certain, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. So this guy has been lame from his childbirth. Imagine that. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask arms of them that enter into the temple. Verse 3. Now who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an arms, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Verse 5 now. And he gave he unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He was expecting to receive silver and gold now. When, when, he, when Peter said, Hey, look upon us. Okay. Verse 6 says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold. Have I known? For such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise on and walk. And the guy and, and, and Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. This guy has been lame from his childbirth, so he has no idea of how working is. He has never tasted it. It's not like somebody uh, has been working, and after a while, suddenly uh, sickness came in, so he's not able to uh, work. So, you know, that one has an idea of how working is, but this guy has never tasted. So, he needs help. So, he took him by the right hand. And lifted him up on that leg that had never stood. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Hallelujah. See? So that is awesome. That is what God can do in our lives. And everything that has been dead from childbirth, everything that has been not functioning from childbirth. Anything that the devil has taken from our childbirth, from we all knowing from childbirth, we receive that recovery, we receive that restoration, we receive that miracle, same one that this man received in a beautiful game, and we call out that healing, that breakthrough, that 
uh, uh, recovery, that restoration, that deliverance in the name of Jesus. The same power that raised this guy from dead will also manifest his power in these circumstances, these situations in our lives in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said, even a small amount of this faith could move mountains. A small amount of this kind of faith will move mountains. You know, he talked about this in the book of Matthew, chapter 17, from verse uh, 20. And also chapter 21 of that same book, uh, verse 21, also. 21, 21. Okay. That is a small amount of this faith will move Martin. So Paul echoed this truth in uh, uh, in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse two. Okay, when he was talking about faith. Okay, yeah. I mean love. Okay. Now the Holy Spirit distributed this gift to some of our brothers and sisters in the church. To encourage and build up the church, to build you and me, to 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 be strong, to have confidence in God. Now, those with the gift of faith trust that God is sovereign, and that God is God. Okay, and that God is God. They take Him at His word. And put the full weight of their lives in his hands. If God has said it, that's it. There's no doubt about that. You can be trusted. These are people, they, they have now uh, uh, um, history of trustworthiness. They have seen what God has done and what He will always do, so they they have history uh, of, uh, of of performance of what God can do, and they continue to trust. And sometimes, if if it doesn't uh, fall in, in uh, as you expected, that does not mean God is not another trusted. Maybe you are praying for this kind of. Uh, uh, something to happen, and it did not happen. That does not mean God has failed. There are so many reasons why God may not have answered the way you, you you have expected. Maybe it's not good. Maybe it's not a good choice. Maybe it's not the better choice or the best choice for you. So, so many. Just because we are asking for it, that does not mean it's the best. That does not mean uh, um, on God's will. Okay. So we have to be very careful that whatever we are praying for, we should be able to say in God's eyes that God has sanctioned it. If if He does not sanction it, we have to be quick to run away from it. Hallelujah. We have to be quick to run away from it. It might look good in our eyes. But in his eye, is it good? That is what we should be asking. Now, this kind of people, they expect God to move and are not surprised 
when he answers a prayer or performs a miracle. Okay? They are not what? Surprised when he answers a prayer or performs a miracle. Now, you can see that in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. I think we already read that. And also Hebrews chapter 11. You know, the faith, the faith uh, a chapter in the book of Hebrew. Okay? And uh, from verse 1 to 40. Okay? Right. So we now go to giving. This is what we need to be finding also in the body of Christ. Give us. Okay? So the Greek word for the spiritual gift of giving is metadidomi. It simply means to impart or to give. Now, the word tells us much more about the kind of giving that is associated with this gift. Now, the Holy Spirit imparts this gift to some people in the church to meet the various needs of the church and its ministries, missionaries, or of people who do not have the means to provide fully for themselves. Now, the goal is to encourage and provide, giving all credit to God's love and provision. Now, those with this gift love to share with others the overflow of blessings God has given them. They are typically very hospitable people, and we seek our ways and opportunities to help others. They are also excellent stewards, and we often adjust their lifestyles in order to, in order to give more to the spread of the gospel and the care of the needy. They are grateful when someone shares a need with them, and I'm always joyful when they can meet that need. Now, you will see this in a. Uh, uh, I think we already read this. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 8, and Second Corinthians chapter 8, from verse 1 to 5, and uh, uh, Philippians, yeah, we, we need to mention Philippians, chapter 4, from verse 10 to 18. <clears throat> Let me quickly say this. There are, there are some people, the, 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 uh, I don't know if I need to say that they they try to uh, include themselves as as if they've been giving this gift. Okay, what am I trying to do here? These are people they they try to give you what they don't need. Something something that has been broken. Something that uh um uh well, uh, uh out. It's useless. You see? So they cannot use it. Oh, okay, you, you can use it. But if you can use it, why would somebody else use it? See? So, not something you don't need, something that is broken, something that is, is worn out, something that is, is bad, something that you, you look at this thing, it's, it's, it's just junk. Then you call your brother and sister, I bless you with that. 
And the person will say, oh, thank you. And he'll go there and be spending and spending and spending. Persist it. With a little money or nothing that he has, persist it. See? We are talking about overflow from the, the table you are eating. Somebody will also eat from that table. That is the givers we are talking about. You are sharing of, of uh, the, 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 the Lord has set the table before your enemies, and from that table you are giving to your fellow brothers and for your uh, fellow sisters. That is the spirit of giving. Okay? So you will take it from now, healing. Now, the spiritual gift of healing found in the book of First Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 9. Okay? So, it's actually a plural. And uh, uh, time, my time is running so quick. Uh, I see. Now, this spiritual gift is closely related to the gift of faith and miracles. Some of, some of these gifts are interwoven. They are like related, like brothers and sisters. You need faith uh, to be able to carry out healing. And we and when that happens, we have miracles. And we also have a gift of love operating in all this. See? So all just ravel around themselves. Now, all spiritual gifts are to be exercised in faith. But gift of healing involves a special measure of it. This gift is interesting in that there is no guarantee that a person will always be able to heal anyone. He desires. Maybe uh, 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 it, it is it is your your desire that you want to heal, but sometimes no, it does not. It doesn't really flow like you expect, because everything is sovereign. It is it it is subject to the sovereign will of God, as is as in all spiritual gifts are. Okay, God wants God desire everyone to be healed. Okay. It is the desire of everyone, of every, uh, the desire of, of our Lord Jesus Christ for everyone to be healed. Then when we then pray, and the person, you have this gift of healing, and it, it does not work, then who knows? Now, disciples may give you similar authority to heal and to cast out demons. Just as you and I have given the same authority to heal and to cast out demons. Okay. And now we find we will find that in the book of Acts, right? <coughs> Excuse me. We find that in the book of Acts, okay? Time we don't permit us have just less than four minutes. Now The Apostle Paul, the uh, also performed all kinds of healing and all that this time. Now, the spiritual gift of healing is an intimate one 
as he revealed his heart and compassion of God. Jesus is the great healer and physician. And during his ministry on earth, he healed countless people and cast out demons. We see that in many of the scriptures, the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, in that same book, chapter 8, verse 16, then chapter 9, verse 35, and the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 34. Okay? Here it's revealed that God is near to his people, and he cares about the suffering, and he's compassionate about us. He cares and has compassion about his people, because we are his children. Healings are meant to draw people to God through His Son Jesus Christ, because God wants those healed to respond in faith, the thanksgiving, and love, as the, as the leper did. And uh, you know, we find that in in the book of uh, Luke, chapter seventeen. And also, as the demon possessed man did in the book of Mark, chapter 5, from verse 18 to 20. And then, by God's grace, physical healing should lead to spiritual healing. Faith in Jesus Christ and eternal life with Him in heaven. And, and when healing does come, we are able to give testimonies. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. We overcame him by the word of our testimony. We overcame him by the blood, uh, by the blood. Uh, uh, let, let me quote it right. It's Revelation 12. We overcome by the word of our testimony. Let me see. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Okay? And he loved not their lives unto death. Okay? So we'll be able to give the testimony and tell of the goodness of God when we have all those kinds of uh, uh, miracles, healing. Okay? Now, those who have this gift are compassionate toward the sick. And pray over them regularly. They have great faith and trust that God can and will heal some. And are not deterred when he choose not to. That is, they are not discouraged when it didn't happen. Okay? So they are always there and they trust God that God will perform it. That is all we need to do. Now, their time running out. You see, they are motivated knowing that God's revealed people will draw people to faith in Jesus. Now, their ultimate concern is the spiritual well-being of those being healed and their relationship with Jesus. They yearn for the day that there will be no more pain and suffering and sin will no longer wreak havoc in the people of them. Now, James chapter 5, 
from verse 13 to 16 is good. And First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 and uh, verse 9, uh, verse 28, verse 30. These are all good references to to uh, to watch over. Okay, so let me see if I have time to uh, talk about the uh, uh, time I run out completely. So hopefully next week. If the Lord permits, we're able to go through the remaining ones. Okay? We're able to go through the remaining ones. So, um, just go through them and uh, pray for this and allow God to uh, fill you with all these gifts. We are not just saying this for saying sake. It's my belief and prayer that the Lord will equip you with all these gifts and be an instrument for His use. You see, for uh, for the uh, uh, his church, for the body of Christ, that is the purpose of all this. For him to uh, equip all with all this is for him to meet and aim. He is aiming as a goal. Okay, let me let me read this again. And he said, gave some to the apostles, and some evangelists, and some prophets, and some pastors, and some teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carry about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, we grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body join and knit together Join and knit together by every joint supplies. I mean, join and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. See you next time. God be Christ Jesus. Nationally ranked academics and a 94% job placement rate are hallmarks of an Ohio Northern University education. Polar Preview Day is November 9th. Visit onu.edu for details.